You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Real Life Podcast. I am so glad you're here today, and today we're going to answer a question. Um, the question is, what do I do if I don't have time for Bible study? It's a question we get pretty often. Hey, Lee, I would love to read the Bible. I just don't have time, right? So today we're going to address it on the Bible and Real Life. Don't miss it because um, is it that you don't have time? We're going to talk about it on this episode. All right, so Welcome. Again, uh, this is Lee. And if you are not following us on social media, I want to say what's the dealio. We are on TikTok. We're on Instagram. And and daily I am posting encouragement. We are going through the scriptures and uh, we, uh, let's see, the desire is to, as we go through scriptures, you're able to extract and to pull out things um that you can learn in real life. So if you're like, hey, I don't have time to study the Bible. Well, I know you got time to follow us on TikTok. <laughs> but um, actually, we can do more. I believe you can do better. God has more plan for you, right? <laughs> so, so I want to make sure to mention that. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast and listening to the podcast, supporting the podcast. So make sure you um, tell others about it if you're receiving value. But let's get into it today because we got some talking to do. I got to talk to um, my people. There was a stat by Barna Research that said 62, that's over half, 62% of Americans want to read their Bible more, right? Um, But 47% said they don't have time. Is that true? Many times, um, a lot of times, I I dispel many myths or ideas when I ask them the simple question, is that true? Is it true that we don't have time to read the Bible, right? Because many times, we create time for things that are important to us, right? Does, does a person have time to walk their dog? Does a person have time to sit in car line dropping their kids off to school? Does a person have time to watch television? Do you have time for social media? And the reality is every person on the planet has the same amount of time, okay? There are 24 hours in a day, yet the school student, the president, the business owner, the mother, the uh, pastor, all has the same 24 hours a day, right? But people choose to prioritize what they're going to do in those 24 hours. And I think think that's really the question. Really, the question is, how important is Bible study? And um, have I really made it a priority in my day, right? So, I, I mean, I hate to jump right out the gate and be like, you do have time, right? But uh, the question is, let's let's do an assessment of our time to see what may be eating up our time and um, how we can really have a plan, right? Uh, I think we need to understand the importance of Bible study. John 
15, 5. Jesus said, I am the brunt, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. And I think that's a sobering verse because um, Jesus said, hey, apart from me, you, you really aren't doing anything. Apart from abiding in me, apart from remaining in me, then we are unfruitful unprofitable and are really not doing anything, right? So I ask the question again, do we have time for Bible study, right? Are we desiring to be fruitful? Uh, do we feel like, oh, I, I don't need you. I can, I can do this myself. Well, the God whom we serve, you know, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So um, I really think it's more of a, hey, give me a strategy, Give us a process for how we study the Bible or how to make time to study the Bible. And that's more what we're going to get into today. Because chop, 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 you know, I want to chop up the idea that you don't have time because reality is everybody on the planet has the same amount of time, right? And um, doctors have the same amount of time that went to law school or uh, doctors didn't have to go to law school. Doctors went to doctor school. Is it called doctor school? I don't know. Medical school. <laughs> Doctors went to law uh, doctor school. That's funny. Uh, so, but there's another verse that has really, over my life, has been very impactful for me. And the verse says, in Psalms 1, Blessed the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. The Bible says that there is a blessing to those who delight in the law and meditate on them day and night, right? Part of that blessing is, and he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Listen, uh, God's word anchors us. God's word establishes us right? Like a tree with a constant source of water so that it remains strong. It remains intact. It says that it yields fruit in its season. His leaf does not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Listen, God tells us, hey, there are advantages. There are benefits of, of studying God's word. This is why it should be a priority because when the rest of the world is is wavering or wandering, you can be firm. You cannot be moved. You know, I shall not be moved. Come on, you know, 60s preacher. <laughs> um, and it says, uh, his leaf shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper, right? But he says, the ungodly are not so. The wicked are not so. They're like chaff, blowing in the wind. They're not established. They're not firm on what they're believing. Hey, I believe this one day, I believe this another day. And when the storm and the winds come, they're shaking, they're moved, but not that tree that's rooted and grounded in the word, okay? So uh, I want to encourage you, first of all, um, to make time, to see delighting in God's word as a priority, okay? So 
Um, now, some will say, well, uh, shouldn't I just let the pastor study the word and deliver it to me, right? Hey, I'm not a scholar, right? But listen, there's a time in your life. There's a time in everyone's life. It's called the baby time. But there's a time in everyone's life when someone else has to feed you, right? And I understand it. I get it. When I was a baby, I somebody else had to feed me physically. My mama, my daddy, my my older sister, whoever. Somebody had to feed the baby. But there comes a time where you, I mean, you have to learn how to feed yourself. And here's what I, I want us to see. That don't compare your feeding yourself at one stage with where you can be. Let me let me uh, let me say that differently. <clears throat> when you when you're a kid, right? First, somebody's feeding you the whole time, feeding you the whole time, and then a little later, oh wait a minute, you learn how to make your own sandwich. Like oh okay, for lunchtime, I know how to make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? I know how to make the when I was a kid it was bologna. I know how to make the bologna sandwich. Now my kids they. You know, they got chicken breast, deli sliced chicken breast, and deli sliced turkey. I was like, where's where's the bologna, <laughs> right? Where's the bologna? Um, but you learn how to make a little sandwich, peanut butter jelly sandwich, you know. And then later, you eventually, you learn how to cook, right? And, you know, your meals at first are not the most sophisticated meals, right? But then eventually, you learn to cook, and you cook better and better and better, Right? Well, the same thing with your Christian walk. There's a time where uh, you you relied on somebody else to feed you, right? Oh, man, I got to go to church, uh, which you should always go to church, right? You should go to Bible study and different things. You should be in a small group. But um, you went because you didn't know how to feed yourself. But as you study and read, you know what? I learned how to make a sandwich. Right? Hey, I know where the books of the Bible is. Hey, there's some verses that I go to in time of trouble. Hey, I have an idea of what uh, John is about. Hey, I have an idea what what Proverbs is about. Right? So I'm learning to make my own sandwiches. Sandwiches. I'm so country. I'm so country. Sandwiches. Right? And then eventually you learn how to cook. You learn how to open up your thesaurus. You learn how to open up your Bible dictionary. You learn how to research topics. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about how to do this, I put together a little um, program, a little training at um, devoblueprint.com. That's devoblueprint.com. You know, it kind of goes over how to have a devotional time. You know, if you're interested, go to devoblueprint.com. Check it out because I want to teach you how to make sandwiches. I want to teach you to learn how to cook, right? So... Sometimes people don't have time or say they don't have time when really they may not understand how to do it, right? So we 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 push it off because I don't feel comfortable reading it. I don't feel comfortable having a Bible time. I'm not sure exactly what to do. Maybe I haven't been discipled or nurtured in this area. So I'll say I don't have time when the really is I'm not sure what to do with my Bible time, right? So devoblueprint.com can help get you started in the right direction, right? Uh, and the other thing I want to say about um, 
why your pastor or, you know, whoever shouldn't be the only one that's feeding you. Because much of the benefit of scripture reading is the experience of interpreting, understanding, and getting in God's word. Listen, I can tell a person about, oh, so I got a buddy of mine. Shout out to my buddy, Chad. I got a buddy of mine that recently had a child. And now I can tell him about, oh, this is what it's like when you when you grab, you hold that little baby girl and you look into her eyes and you see, you know, the magic of life. I could tell her about that. I could tell him about that. Or now that he has experienced it, it's completely different. The words mean a lot more because you've gone through that understanding and that deeper understanding. Now you've processed and come to the conclusion that, wow, this is an amazing event, right? This is an amazing thing. Well, same thing with Bible scripture, right? Um, when you go through that process of reading God's word and the Holy Spirit sharing with you and God talking to you, when you go through that process of seeing the application that the spirit and the word of God makes in your life, when you experience that convicting or that that um, pressure from the Holy Spirit uh, to change, when you see the work of God washing you through the word, then that's, that's, um, that's different. It just hits different than when you hear it from the pastor. Because I opened my book this morning, I opened my Bible this morning, and I had a time with God, right? You don't get that in the same depth or the same way as when somebody else went through that interpreting process, that understanding process, that application process for you and just spoon feeds it to you, right? So that's that's part of my soapbox, right? Um, so don't miss out on all the richness that we get from personally uh, having that time with God, right? So the question is, okay, okay, Lee, I, okay, okay, I feel the conviction. I, I, you're right. I need to be doing uh, Bible reading. Um, I really should be doing it myself. Well, how do I become more consistent with my Bible time, right? How do I become more consistent? I'm glad you asked. Listen, set an appointment. No, seriously, set an appointment. And here's what to do. Go for, so first, go for consistency in the appointment. Say, so you know what? Every day this week or, um, you know, go for consistency. I'm going to open my Bible and read my Bible. This is what I tell people. Go for consistency, then depth. Okay. First, be consistent, develop a habit, right? Then death. Because sometimes you'll talk to people and they say, oh, I, w I, I am in my Bible for, for 30 minutes or 45 minutes in the day. And sometimes I get lost in scripture and I'm in Bible study for an hour and a half and time just flies by, right? Um, and there's a depth and a richness to their Bible study, which is amazing, right? But if you are having trouble consistently meeting with God, then your first objective is to go for consistency. You know, 
when I was trying to learn Spanish, right? Trying to learn any language. So Duolingo is this little app. And one of the things that they do is you get on a streak, right? So it'll say, oh man, you, you have opened up and did your Spanish training two days in a row, or you did your Spanish training four days in a row. So it's, you start this little streak. And that's what I want you to do. Set an appointment to start your, your, your little Bible study streak because relationships are built over time. Listen, relationships are built over time, just showing up day in and day out. And as you do that, relationship grows. Please don't be the creeper, right? Please don't be that weird person that after you've talked to somebody for for 20 minutes, right? You, you've seen somebody for two days and you're like, you're my best friend in the whole wide world. Listen, uh, hey, weirdo, uh, I don't know you yet. We ain't best friends. We ain't been through nothing, right? I've only known you for two days. I met you, I met you Friday and it's Sunday at church. We ain't best friends, right? And the same thing is true. Um, you want to develop that relationship with God. And that oftentimes comes through just consistency, just showing up. Because the more you're in place, the more you're in front of your Bible, the more you're reading, the more that relationship grows, the more depth in the relationship comes. I hope this is making sense because I feel it down in my inner knowing. I feel it in my knower. <laughs> right? So set that appointment. Go for consistency first, then depth. Lee, I, I consistently, you know, hey, I've only been doing like five, 10 minutes a day. I'll just go in and I'll read. Okay, consistent. Go for a streak, right? See how long you can, you can get that streak because I guarantee you give God time, then he will make himself known to you. Amen. Then you'll see, man, this is priority. This is important, right? Uh, I think of the story of Daniel, right? Um, I don't know if you know the story of Daniel. I don't know because you ain't reading your Bible. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you ain't ready for that. No, no, no. There's a story of Daniel. And Daniel, the Bible says Daniel prayed three times a day, right? He prayed in the morning, in the evening, and I guess around lunchtime, right? But um, he was consistent with it. He was very consistent with it. So much so that they were like, hey, if you're going to, if you're going to trap Daniel or uh, then you have to do something with his um, because of his consistency in scripture. Here's my point. Daniel had an appointment three times a day with God. Lee, do I need to start off three times a day? No, I'm not saying you have to start off with three Bible readings a day. But um, well, another reason I bring up the three times a day is because sometimes I'll talk and people will say, you know, I first thing in the morning, I get up and I talk to God before my feet hit the floor. Right. I have spent my time with Jesus. And I say, you know, praise the Lord. Thank you. That's great. You know, and I know some people that have their time in the evening. You know, uh, I've had a long, stressful day as I calm down. Um, I in my room, I have my evening devotion. And I talk to God before I go to sleep. He's the last one I talk to. And he, he covers me in my sleep. And I say, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Right? But then I go, Dan Daniel prayed three times a day. You know, morning, uh, three o'clock hour, and uh, like noon. So <clears throat> um, morning, evening, noon, morning, three, four, whenever, whenever he did it. And this is my point. 
um, the season and the time that you have for this appointment, it may change. Okay. So don't, don't get, don't let someone discourage you, um, um, or force you to a specific time. That's, that's kind of where I'm going. Don't let someone force you and say, hey, you have to read the Bible the very first thing when you wake up in the morning, right? Or the very last thing before you go to bed, you have to read the Bible. Listen, I'm not going to give you when, but I'm saying you do need to have a consistent time. You do need to have an appointment set. Daniel read three times a day, so it's okay in the morning. I know um, in Jewish culture, there was a morning sacrifice, there was a noon, and then there's like a four or five in the afternoon type prayer. Right. So the the time, I don't get so hung up on the time. I get hung up on the consistency. Did you do it? Because over your lifetime, that time may change. I remember I used to work night shift. Right. Oh, oh. so shout out to all the people that work at night shift. Listen, listen, God, God loves you. <laughs> know that God loves you. You may feel like don't nobody love me because I'm on night shift. Right. Everybody sleep. Everybody living their life in the daytime, and I'm a night walker because I work on night shift. Well, God loves you, so be encouraged. <laughs> but also, just know that. Um, uh, so my season used to change, right? So because I worked nights, um, my prayer time wasn't in the morning because I would come home and I would go to sleep. So my prayer time was many time in the afternoon, right? Uh, after I would wake up and have lunch and um before I start getting ready for work, you know, then I would have my prayer time. But it wasn't morning time, right? It was afternoon, you know. Um, sometimes through life, say I'm not a morning person. Let me let me be clear. I am not a morning person. So when I get up, I have to get the kids off to school, right? Because I'm trying to sit in the bed as long as possible till I'm waking them up, and then I am taking them to school. But you know what? After I've taken uh, them to school and after Carline, when I'm back home and the house is quiet, that's when I have my morning time. So my morning time isn't six o'clock in the morning. My morning time is that eight to nine hour when I've just got back home and there's no phones ringing and now it's a quiet time. So uh, I want to encourage you to find that space, find that time when you and God can connect. All right. Hey, this is Lee. Uh, aren't you enjoying this? Hopefully you're seeing um, just the importance of reading God's word. And I encourage you to set an appointment, right? So we're going to come back next week to finish that recording. But I wanted you to know that um, Bible reading is important. And start off just today, jump in, read a passage and uh, make sure you don't miss the remainder of the lesson on the next episode. This is Lee Fuller, Bible in Real Life, and our goal is for you to be in the Bible <laughs> in real life, all right? So thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. All right, bye-bye, everybody.